Welcome back to Unwiring Minds. This is Raquel Pasbergia, your host, and today we have Dr. Margaret Cochran, who is a transpersonal psychologist and a clinical social worker. She also works as an author and YouTuber, and today she's here to talk about narcissism. So I'll let you get right to it. Great. Hi. Okay. Well, narcissism is a big topic um, and certainly one that a lot of people are curious about and interested in. Narcissism, narcissism is something called a personality disorder, which means that it's hardwired inside you. And although there's some debate about it in the field, mostly uh, people accept that you are born that way. It's not something that's created socially. However, the social environment that you grow up in can either make it worse or better. So if I'm a, a narcissistic leaning kind of person genetically, and I grew up in a chaotic family with a lot of other unpleasant people, my narcissism is going to look big. And if you want examples of that, just look in Washington, D.C. There are a lot of politicians who kind of fall into that category. If I'm someone who grows up in a very loving, warm, uh, peaceful family, then it's not going to show up so much. It may be uh, somewhat problematic. I'd be kind of self-centered, but not like it would be if I grew up in a chaotic family. Right. So it does have to do with both like the social environment it's, and also your nature. Mm -hmm. And actually, that's true for everything. No matter you know where what we're born with, depending on how we're raised, it can either ameliorate, make it better, or exacerbate, make it worse. But the bottom line with narcissists, if if you want to kind of have a sort of mnemonic in your head about it, um, the rule is everything is about me, but nothing is my fault. Okay. So that's why you see some of the behavior that you do, because. Um, I see myself as above the rules. I see myself as special in the world. And I expect you to see that. Okay. And if you don't see it and you don't acknowledge it, then you are inferior. And I'm likely to call you names like stupid or ugly or fat, whether you are or you aren't. You know, it doesn't matter. I'll come up with any kind of insult that I can. I'll insult your family. I'll attack whatever I think I can. Because one of the great gifts that narcissists have is they they can quickly assess the human nature of the people that they're with. So they'll immediately start scanning. Okay, what do you want? What are you looking for? And so I'm looking for those ways in. At the same time, I'm looking for things I can attack you with if I feel like you haven't lived up to my expectations. Right. That's interesting because does that mean that sort of people that have that are narcissists, they're more likely to go around and when they don't feel that acknowledgement of their how special they are, are they more likely than a normal person to attack in a way? Oh, absolutely. And they'll go for the juggler. Okay. It's, it's not it's not anything mild. It's a, it's a big deal. Um, and there are different kinds. Um, the, the kind that most people are familiar with is something called an overt narcissist. Okay. It's very clear that they are, they're antagonistic. Um, they, you know, have that whole thing of I'm above the rules and things, things that little people have to deal with don't really you know, apply to me. Very grandiose kind of thing. Yeah. Then there's something called um, a covert narcissist. Now, covert narcissists are interesting because they tend to go more on the, um, 
uh, victim side. Okay. Okay. So let's say I've decided that I'm unhappy with you for whatever reason. I mean, it could be something random. Yeah. And so I'll say, um, I don't know why you do this to me. I'm, I'm such a good person. Mm. I'm always there for you. And yet you let me down in a significant way. And you're thinking to yourself, what? What did I do? What did I do? I, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. How can you deny that? How can you deny the great pain that you've caused me? So people are are scanning their mind. What could I have said? What could I have done? Where is this coming from? Uh, and that moves into something called gaslighting, where yeah. which is one of their favorite techniques, which is my job is to try and convince you that your perception is called reality testing. Your perception of reality is wrong. You know nothing. Only I am the holder of what's really true. Okay. Is there, could you elaborate a little bit on that one? Yeah. Um, here's an example. So you're uh, with a narcissist and they come up and they stick you with a knife. And they say to you, you know, look at the mess you made on the floor. There's blood everywhere. Now I'm going to have to clean it up. I've talked to you about it before. You're clumsy. You need to stop being clumsy. And you're thinking, but didn't he just stick me with a knife? Oh, maybe yeah. I'm wrong. Okay, so you you plug the hole. Then they go behind you and stick you again. And they think, oh, and, and they say, look, you've done it again. You are so clumsy. You keep falling on knives. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. I, I, I believe that I've been stabbed. And they're telling me, no, I'm clumsy and stupid. And I've fallen on a knife. That's crazy. Yes, I tell and you what you're saying now. What narcissists like to do is... Um, isolate you from others so they do everything they can to control the environment because if you're around others they would say no i saw him stab you you're not imagining it it's it's real that's not what they want right they want you to believe completely what they're saying if you're around other people that have they're like witnesses to what's going on then they're going to tell you otherwise and that's not going to be in the existence is correct yes so they don't like doctors they don't like therapists um, they don't like um, social workers. They don't like teachers. They don't like anybody who would have a perspective that's different from theirs. And that's so that whole controlling thing. There's another subtype of uh, the overt narcissist, which is called the antagonistic narcissist. And those folks are out for a fight. They're just looking for it. Just poke, 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 you know, always doing that. They'll, they'll just um, out of the blue, they'll, maybe pick some random person and just start yelling at him. Hey, you, huh? You, you, you parked over the line with your car. I have no idea what you're talking about, but I'll just pick a fight with you. And depending on um, how bad I am, I may even come to fisticuffs, even punch you or, yes. you know, physically hurt you in some way, but mostly narcissists, their favorite thing is um, verbal abuse. Right. To try and convince you that you are less than valuable in every way. Now, what is important to understand about narcissists is they're kind of like two-year-olds. There's a big hole inside, <clears throat> excuse me, and they're always looking for something or someone to fill it, a new car, a new relationship, a new job, some new shiny thing. That's what's going to make me whole. Okay. Yeah. So let's say I'm a narcissist. You're a, a lovely young woman and I decide, oh, wow, this wonderful girl likes me. Okay. So 
I feel great right now. And then maybe you have to call off a date or, you know, you get, you have to stay at work longer or something like that. Mm -hmm. Let me down. You are worse than worms. You are low and disgusting. I don't even know I spend my time with you. God, yeah. And it's hard because they often start relationships with something called love bombing. You may have heard that term before. And what they do is they come on really strong and very quickly say, oh, you're the one for me. You're the love of my life. I've never felt like this before. You know, and they're ready to move in on day three. Yes. Now, the the tricky part is when someone uh, gives you that much adoration, it can be kind of intoxicating. Yes, for sure. All that praise, there's a whole lot of dopamine going on in your brain and brains like dopamine. Okay, so we're, <laughs> you know, we're in like Flynn there. Dopamine is the neurotransmitter that's most often associated with addiction and pleasure. So if I'm telling you how wonderful you are, I'm flooding your brain with dopamine. You're thinking, wow, this is amazing. I found this tremendous person. And then the next thing you know, no, you're scum. Yes, it's a flippant personality that you don't expect, but it's it's honestly their true personality there. And and of course, no one can fill the hole inside of us. We we have to do that, whatever our hole looks like, right? But as a narcissist, you are either meeting my needs or you failed me. That's yeah. it. Very binary. Yes, it's either or. It's, it doesn't. They, there's no point in between. There is no point in between. There's a question that I just thought of. And for people that are surrounded by narcissists, because some people get in these sort of situations and they are living with a narcissist or their what they thought was their like, close friend is a narcissist. Um, how would you say that people should realize that this is a narcissist and not someone that's just trying to do the best for them? Yeah. Well, what you'll find is that um, there's a cycle to it. So, so it starts out with the, with the love bombing, and then it comes with the, um, the criticism, the attacks, and then it, and often the attacks will start with nitpicking little things. Why did you do this? Or what, why did you do that? Or um, why did you blow your nose twice today? Or, you know, something's wrong, normal, goofy things like that. Um, and, and then they start to explain to you how you're doing it wrong and you're not meeting my needs and you failed me and on and on and on. Uh, and then, um, all of a sudden the storm has passed and you're wonderful again. And if you see that kind of cycle, that's not a healthy relationship. Right. And it's important to understand that most, there are exceptions, but most narcissists are not self-aware. And again, everything's about me, but nothing's my fault. So I don't go to therapy. Right. For the most part, narcissists go to therapy when they've been arrested, when they've uh, lost their job, when their spouse kicked them out. And they come to the therapist and they expect that person to say, oh, poor baby, that's so bad. Why are these people being mean to you? <laughs> and then when and then when the therapist says, uh, actually, you made some decisions that got you here, they're out. They're on the other way because they don't want to accept the things that they did wrong. That's correct. And it's really important to understand that you cannot fix narcissism. A narcissist can learn new behaviors. A narcissist can be self-aware and say, oh, I see I'm a narcissist, but they're born like that. Yes. So they're always going to have those thoughts. Now, having said that, let me also say there is a degree of healthy narcissism in all of us. 
healthy narcissism is knowing who you are, knowing what you need, making sure you get it right, right? without harming others. Mm -hmm. uh, because being selfish allows us to be selfless. Let me repeat that. Being selfish allows us to be selfless. If I make sure I have everything I need, then I can be on your program. I can see my patients. I can do whatever pretty much tirelessly and feel great about it. Yes, exactly. But if I haven't met my needs, then I'm not going to be there 100%. And I'm going to let you down and, and not be present in the way you need, which would make me feel really bad. Now, what we need to do is contrast selfish from self-centered. Okay. Uh, so if we're self-centered, there's no room for anybody else. It's just me. Me, myself, and, and I, and that's, that's all. Right. That's right. And, you know, people, when they have encounters with narcissists, they'll say things to me like, well, he got away with it. And most often uh, that diagnostic label is applied to men. There are some female narcissists, um, but most often it's, it's a male thing. And... Um, I could go into a long discussion about that, but we don't have time today. <laughs> anyway, point is that, um, so I, I am this person and I don't know that I am. And there are people, women, people who think I can love him into change. Okay. This poor man, he's just, you know, cause he'll tell you, oh, I had all these other bad partners and my parents are bad to me. And narcissists are great at lying. Oh, they can tell fantastic stories. So, They'll tell you, um, oh, yes, I served in this war and I did these. None of it's true. But my job is to hook you, to try and get you to feel sorry for me. And then um, and then I'm love bombing you at the same time. And then all of a sudden I start in with the criticism. And the woman thinks, oh, what did I do wrong? I'll just try harder. If only I can love him more, then he'll heal. Right. Now, that works. No, not going to happen. And so most of the time, the best thing to do is get out. Yes. Because it's important to remember in life, um, anything you tolerate, you'll just get more of. That's true. Yeah, totally. It, it isn't going to magically go away. So again, if, if I'm, if I'm a narcissist and there's only room for me, and as I said earlier, some people think, oh, this narcissist got away with it. No, they didn't. Cause every morning they wake up and there's still them. Yes, exactly. Every morning they wake up to that hole inside them and nothing can fill it. Yeah, no, that's, that's crazy. No, well, um, I will wrap it up right now, but thank you so much for being here because I think that um, it's important to understand what it really is and knowing yeah. how to identify it because sometimes, again, some people just don't really realize that they're living with someone that is not that is not trying to help them. If they're trying to yeah. manipulate them and harm them more, do more harm than good. So mm -hmm. I think it's important to know those clues, those hints that they're they're leaving behind. Mm -hmm understand when it's important to get help. And so thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate your advice. I think that the listeners, as well as myself, learned a lot from you. And um, to our listeners, I'll see you next time.